they have refused to disclose anything about their intentions or about their resources and their ability to make redress um, to the community and to clean up the environment. Uh, This is despite repeated requests that they give some indication what they will do and confirm that they or their shareholders have the means to do that. Now, in relation to the compensation, there are 200 households which lost everything and more than 160 houses that were damaged. How much have you estimated the damage to be? Well, it's 160 houses destroyed, damaged beyond repair, and um, the balance of 200 um, where, where people have lost virtually all their property. Everything is ruined. There's 1,000 hectares of agricultural land that's flooded. And there's about 30 kilometers of river where all the life has been destroyed. Hmm. Um, there's also the dam to be repaired. There are still millions of tons in sludge. The rainy season is upon us. And there is a risk of very significant further contamination of the environment. Um, in terms of property damage, if you estimate it conservatively, you're talking about 250 million rand for the houses and probably um, for the downstream farmers because there's lasting damage to that ecology and their water supply, you're probably talking another 250 million rand. But the real expense is the environmental cleanup, uh, securing the dam, removing what sludge they can, and taking remediation measures to fix the rivers, fix the water, restore the land that's been damaged. And there, our engineers have done an estimate of between one and two billion rand. Hmm. So we're talking sizable sums of money. Um, and, you know, the company refuses to disclose what it's doing. Government has also given no indication whatsoever if, that, hmm. well, first of all, that they've ordered a cleanup. And second, whether the company has the means to do that cleanup. So. Uh, how do you then intend to ensure that the mine takes full responsibility in terms of its legal and its social liability? Well, if we assume, as you do, that this company doesn't have the means to do it, I've also taken advice from experts on insurance of dams and mines, and it seems very, very unlikely that they have insurance. Um, It's also not something that they've chosen to disclose. We have to identify other parties. The most obvious target is uh, the previous shareholder, which is responsible for the creation of this unsafe dam, and which sold the dam in April this year, the dam and the business. Um, and that is Johan Rupert's Rainet Investments. It's a very large, very powerful company, uh, very well resourced. Um, but they are hidden in Luxembourg behind a chain of subsidiaries. And they're they're an obvious target, but um, it's going to be challenging, especially as these companies are not forthcoming. There's there's been no statement whatsoever from uh, Johan Rupert and his business. And although on their website they proclaim, you know, to be a socially responsible investor and corporate, there is no indication that they're going to step forward by themselves. So we have to look to Luxembourg. The other shareholder is Star Gems. They only owned the company for a few months before the war collapsed, and they are safely ensconced in Dubai, which um, presents challenges of its own. Mm-hmm. There's another possible defendant, which is the municipality, because as we learned this week, the municipality, in fact, owns the dam, 
and the land on which it's um, situated. They leased that property back to Yafas from Payne Developments. Um, and there are cogent legal arguments to be made that Kopanong Municipality um, had a responsibility to its citizens to ensure that the activities on its land were being carried out safely. The problem, of course, with Kopanong, like many other municipalities in this country, is that um, you know they're in dire financial circumstances as well. So there's a limited range of parties that we could go after. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, um, you accuse the Department of Water and Sanitation for a lack of transparency in respect of compensation and redress in this regard. Indeed. Um, you know, we, we learned from Jagas from Dane Developments that the department has issued something like 40 directives. But the only directives that were disclosed by the department at the Parliamentary Portfolio Committee were to secure the dam. There's no, there was no disclosure of any other measures that they've indicated. Some time ago, the Free State Government said that they would build 160 houses, which was curious in its own right, because you know, why would the Free State Government step in on the mine's behalf. But also on that, when we've made inquiries about where, how, um, there is no answers forthcoming. Um, there are clear indications that the environment itself is unsafe. Um, there are millions of tons of tailings. They contain elevated levels of cadmium, of arsenic, um, and other heavy metals. Um, when they dry out in the winter, there's going to be a big pollution problem as the stuff blows up and is raised from the, from the ground. And it seems to us, although this is only a provisional observation, that this community needs to be moved somewhere else out of these tailings and that it would not be responsible to rebuild their houses where they are. Mm-hmm. If that is the case, you know, the costs of the resettlement of the 200 families and perhaps even wider um, is going to be an enormous um, undertaking. Mm -hmm. And lastly, what is your reaction now to the Department of Water and Sanitation, which is expected to open a criminal case against Jagersfontein Developments for disaster? And do you know what informs the basis of the charges being registered? Well, there are two charges, as we understand. The first, uh, both of them relate to the violation by Jagersfontein of its water use license. So there were two very important requirements. The first is that um, the dam should be closed in 2020. That was the end of its design life. They didn't do that. The second thing is there was a strict limitation on how much waste they could dump on this dam to stay within the design parameters. And and, uh, they were licensed to dump about 770,000 tons per annum. But what we know is that in the last few years they upgraded the processing plant and they were dumping in excess of 2 million tons. Now, that is more than twice what they were allowed to do, and there's no question that contributed towards uh, the failure of the dam. It's those two charges that, um, that form the heart of the state's case against Yachas Fontaine. That's a good thing, and we hope that something will come out. Mm-hmm. I should just add that we've lodged a promotion of access to information requests with the department saying, you know, give us the reports that you relied on when you extended the life of the, the tailings dam. Give us the directives that you've issued so that we can know and advise our clients what you are doing. 
Um, we did that about three weeks ago. We're still waiting for an answer from the department. Mm. Richard? Um, it's troubling. <laughs>